Sorry if you were expecting a beep or a bell or something. I know the show is called Dinner Time, but you're just going to have to be disappointed. TJ, kick that track. Oh, yeah. It's dinner time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Kyle Nash, the student of the game, and here with me, Tokyo James. If you're not hollering at your boy, find a damn bullhorn and get on it. Let's get in there. Oh, welcome in Tuesday night, people, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's that time. It's dinner time. Listen, I know people sometimes complain, oh, 11's a little late for dinner, don't you think? Well, first of all, what about if you're on the West Coast, okay? Because then it's only 8 o'clock and then you're just fine. And second, maybe I eat like a hobbit and have a second dinner. You don't know. That could be a thing. Whatever. Anyways, welcome aboard to the show, everybody, this week. I am extra excited because I went from the state of alone proverbially naked and afraid to now having more inclusion than ever before this week of course you we'll get we'll get to the intros in just a minute but i'm proud to announce that this will be the first show that we eventually post up here in partnership with another site from bluehqmedia.com who you guys know who i'm affiliated with and actually well i don't want to give away too much yet let's bring in the co-host first you know him or if you don't you should know him as mr hand me down trousers Tokyo, Jameson. Tokyo, Jay, what's the good word? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the good word is. In some cultures, you don't eat bread until midnight. I learned that from the dinner episode of The Office. So if, if people are upset about 11 o'clock, they're just, they're just going to have to be real upset. I mean, I'm just saying. Because we're here to have fun. People, it feels good to be back. I was out, and and now I'm back. It's like I was I, I was that kid that, that was lost for like 11 days, and then <laughs> somebody just miraculously found him. Oh, was that last week? My bad, my bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Kyle, wow. it feels good to be in the place, man. Thanks for thanks for having me, and thanks for holding down that, that TV dinner by yourself last week. I mean, I appreciate it, bro. Thanks. Hey, you know, what else? It's devotion to the craft. It's devotion to what we do here on Dinner Time, here at a, a joint production, the channel on Blog Talk Radio. And listen, I, w- I did it, you know, and I know nobody else, and no one else here would have done it different. My dude Biggs would have done the same thing. Ms. Vandenberg would have done the same thing if it was talking shiz, all that. That all would have happened. We do this for you, Big TJ. But for the moment, I have to take the focus off of you because I, s- I said this is a night of inclusion. We have a very special guest representing his first appearance here on the show very stoked about this as the head of break the fourth that is blue hq media's entertainment division that's the word i'm going to go with but hey lots of great stuff there if you love marble if you love comics if you love movies heck if you watch big brother they got you covered and a lot of it is that or some of it at least is at the hands of my man steve Deshaun. what's going on steve what's up fellas I gotta say, I feel, hey, uh, feeling I feel good. left out because I don't, I don't have a really uh, slick nickname yet. We'll work on that. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I, I was trying a lot better with a nickname. Okay. Okay, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to snap the meter D over here. I'm going to need some cocktail napkins. We're going to work on that. I'll have something for you by the, by the okay. time you get on uh, and the next time, Steve. Recognize. <laughs> All right, that's good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for being on, man. I've I've been excited for this now for about two weeks because we've been planning this episode for a while now. So, folks, because because we're not going to be eating with y'all night, I want to go ahead and get to it. Kyle, I cannot have them 
bring out this first this without you letting them know. What do, what do we call it? What time is it, Kyle? Oh, are you referring to the appetizier by chance? The appetizier uh, from down in New Orleans. We are about to get started, folks, as they bring out this trio platter. We got three people about to serve up a little something for you. So, Kyle, because I want to make sure that I, I give this show the magnitude that it deserves, and because I love the way that you whack so poetically when explaining it, even to me in, in, in pre-show, lay, lay the appetizer down for the people tonight, please. Well, listen, it's very simple. The main course this evening, and we'll, we'll let you know what it is so you know where we're coming from for the appetizer as well. We're going to be talking about a Netflix series that's coming out, I believe it's August 10th, called Insatiable, and all the buzz has been a Twitter, if you will, um, all over the place, and, and there's a lot of controversy, backlash, what have you, has happened in the social media uh, exchange nowadays when something like this goes on, and, and, and a lot of it is surrounding shaming in particular. But before we dive into the main course and examine that particular case, I kind of wanted to walk through what, what you experience or, or, or what you believe shaming to be as an experience, because I have to be honest, listen, I'm going to play a card I haven't before, and I'm kind of embarrassed to do so. I might be too old to get this. I don't know exactly what the term shaming really encompasses. Where does it start? Where does it end? What is it exactly? Like, help, listen, listen, Tokyo J, this is one where I might need you to bail me out. Maybe Steve can help me out because he has an angle. I don't know. I, I, I just, I struggle here with, with grasping this concept. So, so take me, take me into the game. Somebody help me, please. I, I just, yeah. What is this exactly? What's going on? All right. So, if we're going to talk about whether or not we feel like the show itself is, is fat shaming and, and the show itself in a second. So, talking about talking about the whole concept of shaming and what shaming is. I mean, it's it's people. It's, it's, a, it's a buzzword right now. It's a buzzword for stuff that's been going on for a very long time. Look, people have been cracking the dozens for years. <laughs> you know, this isn't new. This isn't new. So when people were talking about me back in, 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 in the, 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 the late 80s, early 90s, and I went home crying, I didn't go home crying saying that I was being fat shamed. Up. They cracked the dozens. They got the best of me that day. I. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Kyle. If I can, I might not be the one. We might have to holler. We might have to holler at Steve on this one. And, and if he gives the response that I think he's going to, I may have a nickname for him already. Steve, can you shine some light on on, on what shaming is, bro? Well, I, I think you hit it. You hit it on the head there about it being the buzzword for something that's gone on for a, a very long time. Um, and I think if you're talking about shaming someone, there needs to be an intentional act to, uh, to make somebody feel that way. But I do think I have a different perspective than you guys do because my job uh, for the past uh, 18 years has been in a high school. So if we're talking about fat shaming, okay, I, I see kids all the time, you know, broken kids who are overweight, and they have so many other problems in their life that the last thing they want to have to worry about is how can I lose weight? 
And then you know how cruel kids can be. So I can actually put faces to the situation. So it's not just an overarching thing where we're just talking about fat shaming and there's no personal accountability there. I see it all the time. So I think I have a, a different feeling for that maybe than you guys do if you don't, you know, see it on a daily basis. Absolutely. And hey, listen, absolutely, man. No, I, and I like where you're coming from. I, and, 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 you know, the truth is I, I kind of took a gamble on this one, Steve, because I, I have to admit, I forgot that you were involved uh, that closely uh, with school. Um, but I know a lot of the uh, people who write for uh, both uh, break the fourth and blue HQ on the smo- on the sports side. Uh, are in the school system a lot. So I was kind of looking for that perspective as it turned out anyway. So basically what I'm trying to do is make sure that in no way, shape, form, or fashion in this show, I come off completely as an insensitive uh, individual and that I'm trying to understand all angles. Because, again, listen, you've seen me uh, on the other end of a Skype call, um, but you've not um, seen Big TJ in person. But I'll just go ahead and disclose we're both incredibly large human beings. This is a fact. Yeah, and, You know, like I was 180 pounds by the time I was in fifth grade. It was crazy, crazy. So, you know, we were on the receiving end of, of, of what we're going to be talking about when we jump into the show itself. But so, yeah, I, I, think, I think you mentioned something very interesting that's clear. Um, intent and context is important. If somebody's doing something just for the pure purpose of making someone feel bad about who they are or what they're experiencing, that's a good kind of overarching definition to start with when it comes to shaming. So I, I, I can follow that much. Uh, that was a good take by you on that, Steve. So um, I, I guess I guess a lot of like, – and there's so many different ways it can be done. Um, but let me ask you this. So, so if it's something – is there you mentioned dealing with it a lot with kids is this something that kind of carries with the children after they've left school or or you know what kind of situation have you encountered there if any uh, i would assume you know a, a child in, in school who you know a, a child who is overweight and has felt shame is going to be uh, they're going to have really low self esteem and i don't see you know, graduating high school as the cure-all for that because the the world is just cruel anyway. And, you know, everywhere you look, what is the ideal body? You look on any magazine, you know, it's nearly anorexic in a lot of cases. And they, they've made up some ground and they've got some plus-size models and they've done some things like that. But there isn't any magic pill that's just going to make somebody feel better uh, if they're overweight and they don't want to be. And, and the problem is I think a lot of people who argue – that it's just somehow an easy fix just to get skinny. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried to lose weight. I have just recently, as a matter of fact, and it didn't go well. So it's not an easy thing. It's not something you can just blame somebody and say they're lazy and, uh, you know, cast it off as that. Yeah, definitely. And and there are instances where there's something that no one can do about it, you know, but I mean, listen, you're uh, as somebody like back, back a number of years um, in 2006, something like that um i cut about 40 pounds in six months because i wanted to try out to play semi-pro football um so i could tell you firsthand while it's possible yeah it's damn difficult it was a lifestyle change that's not just a terminology either so 
you know, to make that correction, especially when you're in high school, when you don't have control of your own schedule, classes are only getting more complicated. If you do any extracurriculars to try to advance yourself, to give yourself a better chance to get into college, God forbid, you know, uh, that only puts uh, more of a, a, a confusion on there. And there's a lot of things uh, uh, present, such as uh, unhealthy food being cheaper and more accessible in general, that does add to the problem. And, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to be one of these guys who, who yell, yells at the world uh, like my football coach might to be like, well, you need to just do this, darka, darka, darka. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm also, there's a side of me that says uh, nowadays, you know, I'm going to drop my first old card and say, these kids nowadays uh, seem to, the, 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 the situation nowadays is that words are tantamount to violence almost in that, like, if, 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 not that I would ever do this, but let's say I were to throw a right hook at my dude Tokyo J. Probably a bad idea if I wanted to do it anyway, which I don't. But let's say I wanted to throw a right hook at Tokyo J. It's no different than me using a particular um, uh, phrase or turn. Oh, 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 and, and that perception is what makes it different nowadays. All right, so. I, I blew some minds in there. I've heard it. No, look, I I knew where you were going with, <laughs> with the, the look. Words hurt, words hurt, and, and and just looking at where you were headed with it made me had to you know rub my cheek a little bit because I did I felt that right hook. Um, Kyle, Kyle, you 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 opened something up when you're talking about you know teenagers. I am thankful. People say now that this generation and kids now are softer than they were back in the day. And I think that that right there is, is is a little bit of baloney. And the reason that I'm going to say this is because, okay, look, back in the day, yeah, you know, okay, you're right. You had to march to school five miles barefoot uphill through a thorn oh, bush during, during a tornado and a hurricane. I get it. You had to go after you got out of school. You had to go work at the factory in the steel mill. You had to go down in the coal mines. I get it. But, the thing that's crazy about kids nowadays, see, kids nowadays, when I when, when I was in school, I caught heat. I caught heat at school because I was I was I was I was skinny, and I had a really big head, and that is why I started to eat. That made me big TJ because I got picked on a lot when I was a young pup. Like it was bad. I looked like a fucking lollipop. It was horrible. So <laughs> that's crazy. So you know. But I, I caught that heat at school, and then sad, sadly enough, you know, I caught it at home as well. Kids nowadays, they're catching that hot heat at school. People are picking on them. Some of them don't have necessarily the most supportive families. They don't necessarily have moms and dads that are present, moms working to just to, to be, you know, poor. Just to be poor, moms having to go to work and not being able to spend that time that she needs with the child. But then also with social media being what it is, that shit doesn't turn off. So your classmates are lighting you up on Facebook. They lighten you up on Instagram. They lighten you up on Snapchat. You getting lit up on everything. And if you if you delete the social media, they still flaming your ass anyway. You know, so you still got to hear about it. It's like it doesn't turn off. So I say, it, you know, it is, uh, I had to go ahead. I was just going to respond to you. Um, 
you are completely 100% on with the social media thing. And these kids have got to be tough because it is vicious. And it's so much easier to blast somebody from behind a computer screen or a phone than it is in person. So what you got in person is coming at you 10 times harder on social media these days. Uh, it is yeah. just cruel. So, yeah, to say these kids are soft is, is probably wrong. They are just dealing with a lot more. True. Okay, uh, yeah. Looking at the time, I know we 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 got to get into the into the into the meat, Kyle. Kyle, we got to get into yeah. the meat because you you and I you I, and I talk pre-show. We got some takes. What you got, Kyle? Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I believe we set the table nice because we needed some sharp knives for this meat. Do your thing, man. Bringing it in. All right, so we're asking the question. So we 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 delved just a little bit into. What shaming is the stuff that people are having to deal with now. So now we're going to ask the question, and everybody on the panel will get the opportunity to speak their piece based on what they know about the show, Insatiable, is it fat shaming? Can, can a show be responsible for fat shaming? I mean, any way that you want to attack it, I'm going to go ahead and start just because I want to set a baseline to start the conversation and say, I had not watched the trailer until today. Shouts out to the to, to the to the to the young actress that that's doing it. I'm I'm assuming she's over eighteen, so I can give her a compliment and not feel bad about it. So the <laughs> the first thing I want to say it it's not in my opinion it's not fat shaming. It's no different than than anything else that we've seen on TV. For a while, I mean, I just don't see how this is different. I mean, you got in the '90s there was this craze where you put out a movie with a chick in glasses and her hair up, and then all of a sudden she takes the glasses off and the hair comes down, and she's all of a sudden hot. And people love those movies. She's all that. They continue to just throw those movies out there as all-time greats from the '90s, but they're shaming the concept of the nerdy smart chick. Oh, my God, how dare a woman be smart and be articulate and be great in school and have her hair up because she's focusing on her classes. No, she needs to be a slut. But then when she starts sucking random dicks, then we're going to call her a slut and we're going to shame her for that, which is going to make her become bulimic and, and all this. It's ridiculous. It's a vicious cycle. But this show is not responsible for that. The, the, all this show honestly does, in my opinion, it's put a very ugly mirror on the TV screen for people to see how they're treating people, how they are treating people, how people feel about themselves based on the way that they're treated. And for the people who honestly think that this show is fat shaming, I, I, I worry that they are projecting their feelings on how they feel um, about being the size that they are. They're projecting that because I saw a young lady post and say, "Why I'm tired of fat people being played out as lazy slobs. And when I watch the trailer, I see the girl, when she's in her heavy set costume, I see her running in gym. I see her actively walking around. They do show a scene where she's sitting on the couch eating ice cream instead of being at the parties sucking random dicks. So I'm saying... If that is the one scene that they show her sitting on the couch eating ice cream, 
they're not showing her the lazy slob. She's been active. She's doing stuff. And I just, I don't see it as fat shaming. But I, I said all that stuff for you all just to cut that meat up and have at it. So whoever wants to go first, grab your fork. Let's go. Let me let the guests get in, Steve, man. You you heard you heard Big TJ set the table for you. Go ahead and have a slice of some of the meat, man. What do you got to say? Okay. I I don't believe that it is intentionally fat shaming. Um, I, I, don't, I can't imagine that the producers are sitting around thinking how they could shame somebody for being overweight. Here's my only issue with the movie, and, and you are correct that there are tons of movies that are very similar to this. Um, it's not unique in any kind of way. The only thing I, if you're going to tell a story where a, an overweight person becomes vindicated and gets revenge against these a-holes who have treated her terrible for this whole time, she should have in the show done something on her own merit to get to that point and then get her revenge. Sadly, in the movie, the only reason she loses the weight is that her mouth is wired shut so that she loses the weight, which in some way insinuates that her only means of weight loss is the fact that she can't eat physically, so she loses weight. Um, And then I guess the next part of that, it's not really a huge problem, I guess, but I guess this also kind of tells you if you're skinny, it solves all your problems. You know, she gets her revenge on these guys because she's suddenly skinny and hot. So I think at most this movie or this series, sorry, is probably insensitive. I don't think they intentionally shamed. I just think the way that they pulled it off uh, comes across as just a little, uh, I don't know. um, I think they should have empowered the character if they were really trying to make the point uh, that they're putting these guys in their place. Uh, Can I ask a question? All right, so is 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 it TV's job to put out a product that they think is going to be entertaining, or is it their job to put out a product that is supposed to be what what America is supposed to be? Because let me tell you, there are a lot of people that are only able to lose the weight because something like that happens, but they keep it off and they're very successful. I don't think that they want their method of weight loss to be looked at as a negative, that's just what happened, and it's how they were able to lose weight. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm curious because I, I remember the, the huge craze that went out where parents were asking that wrestling be toned down back in the early 2000s and, you know, asking that the right. WWF, then WWE, tone it down. And I always said then, why is your child awake at 11 o'clock at night? Do your job mm-hmm. as a parent. So is it the, 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 the showrunner's job to say, okay, well, the American public is really shitty, and these people, people are treated differently based on how much they weigh. But we shouldn't show that. We shouldn't show what Americans are really like. We should show what Americans should be like. Is that what they should say? No, you make a good point there. I guess I've uh, when I was looking at some of this, I, I read a couple of the remarks of some of the actresses talking about empowerment. And to me, that isn't empowerment if you lose it by default. Um, now, freaking out over it and causing a big stir, that's fine and dandy and all. I guess if you're so upset about this, 
you just vote by not viewing it. You know what I mean? And hope that people get the message mm-hmm. and don't make it again. But it is certainly never TV's job to educate us over our parents, teachers, or those people. So you, you make a good point there. Oh, I wasn't trying to yeah. blame at you, man, but I was just wanted the conversation going, but thank you. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Let me add to this, cause that, and, and you guys both both make good points um, uh, uh, in and of themselves. I mean, I really think where the details come into play is, is we're getting into the details of the actual plot of the show itself to really kind of alter uh, alter um, what direction, air quotes, or, or for us to have sides. But I really think everyone here thinks both, el- both sides have elements that are absolutely true. Because, Steve, where I'll definitely back you is characters to overcome something by way of empowerment um, is 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 something you like to see in general? I mean, hell, even uh, even a, 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 as bad of uh, as bad a villain as Thanos is, he empowered himself by you know getting his gauntlet and snapping his fingers and making half the half the population everywhere go away. Not exactly empowerment we want to see, but he was empowered. Now, say all that to say this: I think I think what you're both saying kind of actually uh, two things you guys said tie in together. They 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 show. The main character, Patty, um, as as when she's still big, as as somebody who's still very active, and yeah, you get the scene where we see her eating ice cream, probably to deal with all the BS she's been dealing with, um, to to sh- just show that she's not just fat by osmosis. Um, which, and we also alluded to the difficulty of the common high school schedule. Uh, to to show how it's not necessarily easy or convenient during the school season to really shave the pounds off. So w- the reason why the the uh, the wired shut thing, um, I don't necessarily think it takes away the empowerment because then it enables her to live her life as she was anyway. And then, you know, we also cited that weight loss is difficult. So I feel like it, it's something that that made it simple. Listen. I'll put it to you this way, guys. When I cut that weight, what I did very specifically, I didn't exactly wire my my mouth shut, but what I did do was wait until after Valentine's Day, right? Because the Super Bowl's done, football season's done, and I get to have a fat-ass steak with my lady. Okay, it's time to make everything go away. And then inevitably, some commercial for some place with lots of meat says it's like $5 for 50 pounds of meat that you love. And Whatever. Enough about irony. The point is this: uh, the, the we, we, we have all those things turning together in a situation where um, I think the, the 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 empowerment, as you're asking for, Steve, rightly so, is is in the character still trying to be her. But that's what I think is kind of, and we'll leave all the censorship conversation out of this because I think y'all spoke to that very well already. So I don't want to dive too deep in that. But we'll put it over there as saying, hey, listen. This whole banning of stuff before you didn't even see episode one yet. How do you know? I'm just saying. <laughs> but the, the the punchline is is to your point is you're in a situation where empowerment's in play. But I don't think that Insatiable is designed for just a very simple hero and villain scenario, right? Hey, listen, we know up front that the kids are the a holes for doing this to Patty in the first place. What we may learn is that Patty, this could be an animal farm kind of situation where the pigs become what they hated at the end of the book. I just dropped Orwell. And, uh, uh, why am I dropping animal farm here? The punchline, 
Yeah, right. But, um, I mean, they still read that in high schools, right, Steve? Maybe that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they sure do, but I'm not sure that's the analogy you want to use on a fat shaming show. Oh, got me, Steve. Damn. Man, I didn't even mean to do that. Wow. Okay. So I take this moment to apologize. Please don't ban dinner time. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that safety. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, but the punchline being is we find out that um, people who were once victims perhaps don't necessarily stay that way. And that's another way people can change. They could change for the better and also possibly for the worse. Granted, I haven't seen a single episode, but this is the writing I see on the wall. And they label it as a dark comedy anyway. Like, can you re- really fat shame a fictional character? I-, I don't know. Or maybe a show like this gives somebody who's dealing with this uh, sort of, a, lacking a better word, uh, a therapy, a way to kind of see and, and feel like they're being related to. I mean, heck, you know, it's not that I would go out and get revenge, but to see somebody else do it might be a good watch. I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> see, it's I'm not saying that this conversation isn't a conversation that needs to be had. I think that there are times when people try to make light of, and I'm not even going to mention the, the, the comedian's name, but she um, made a video a couple of years back. Um, I think it was Dear Fat People. And I, I wasn't a fan. I was, I was not a fan. I saw it. And, you know, the whole thing is her, you know, talking about how it affects her and I get it. It's totally her right, but I just wasn't a fan of what she had to say that, you know, that hit me. Um, but that was, that was different. You know, that, that's not this, this, I don't know, folks. Um, now is just that time when people are, people are on edge and, if you can well, make an thing. argument that, and get enough people behind it, then then you're, you're and and and, it, and all it does it, it takes away from it takes away from the argument. It takes away from it. But go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. What I was going to say is, I think you hit it there. You you didn't you didn't like that community. You didn't like what she was doing, right? So you didn't watch, mm-hmm. right? You didn't right. give her your hard-earned dollar or your view, whatever that might be. And I think that's always the best way to deal with these things. If there's something that offends you, something you don't like, whether it be a movie, a series, um, I see it a lot now with comic books, uh, people who um, are defending these people who are just absolutely cruel um, on Facebook, but people are now boycotting their books. That's the way to do it. Going crazy on social media, calling people names, saying that these, the, the, the producer, the director, showrunner, whoever, is intentionally shaming people is absolutely the wrong way to go because you don't know their intentions. The best way to handle it is if you don't like it, don't watch it, you know, and if enough people bail out, they've got to stop making it. They lose their job. They, you know, whatever it might be goes away because it can't happen without your dollar and without your viewership. You know what? I, I I know I know that 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 Steve is calling on a cell phone, but I'm pretty sure um, that he's going to need his insurance on that phone because since he's using the mic from that cell phone, he just dropped it right there. That was nice. 
Boom. Like that. Message. 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 <laughs> Good stuff, man. What can I say? What more can I add to that? That's no, that was fantastic. And um, the, listen, the only spice I would sprinkle on at this point is, you know, vote with your wallet or your movement. Always a classic thing. Um, and, uh, wow. I'm trying to conjure something, Steve, but to be honest, I'm still so paranoid about my bad analogy. I'm really off, off kilter right now. <laughs> I think uh, right no, now all you're thinking is, is how amazing Break the Fourth is, and you can't believe more people aren't going there. My man. And hey, listen, let's keep it. Let's keep it break the fourth style. How many people are reading break the fourth and siding with Magneto anyway, right? There's that community that is going to watch this and think this is exactly what Magneto was talking about all along. I love it, right? (laughs) No more mutants. (laughs) Oh, man. Somebody out there got that reference. I know I did. Excellent. Big TJ, man, um, this is one of those where I, I feel like I feel like we did this nice. Um, do we have any dessert on in play for uh, for this meal, my man? There's always dessert, man. There's always <laughs> dessert, and since we're, I mean, I, I mean, come on, there's always dessert. I'm I'm sitting here. Uh, this is the week of the uh, the digital release. For Infinity War. I mean, everybody in America at this point has seen it. If they didn't see it legally, they've seen it illegally. But either way, it's been seen. Um, I I, I, I want to fanboy out real quick. I mean, <laughs> last thought, last thoughts on the last thoughts on the film. Thoughts on what's coming in the fourth installment. Thoughts on what's coming with with Captain Marvel, since we're going to see Captain Marvel before we even get to hear Thanos' deep voice again. Fanboy out with me, guys. I mean, don't leave me hanging. Steve, where you at? You know where I'm at? I watched uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. All right? The movie was okay. I enjoyed it. But that mid credit scene was killer. Did you guys see it? Yeah. You did? Yeah, the explanation of, you know, why they weren't in the movie, and then we come back at the end, and, the, and they just, he's stuck there. I thought that was probably the best. Uh, mid-credit or after-credit scene outside of Deadpool um, that I had seen. This is this is where you got respect points in that part of your explanation, Steve, because I was about ready. I, I had lifted the proverbial rapier. I said, no, sir, I shall have none. And then you said, except for Deadpool, and then I had to put it back down. That was, yeah, <laughs> no, that was a strong take. Yeah, that Deadpool was delicious. That was amazing. Gotta love him, man. Uh, yeah, and and the, the, I love the explanation. I think we also get led into a place where uh, where you're going to see uh, some sort of effort or recovery wherein, but we're not sure if it's going to be in the Cav- Captain Marvel, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel release or in the fourth Avengers movie. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely a great drop off point. I like where we got left, and um, and we don't have to go quantum realm to just make everybody reappear. You know, I was going to drop that joke. <laughs> I knew you were. I knew you. Quantum Row. So when I when I when I watched Ant Man and Walsh, I I mean I thought like I thought it was I thought it was a it was a popcorn movie. You know, it it gave me what I expected there. You're absolutely right. The end credit scene as far as just the, the MCU 
as we know it with 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 the quest for the Infinity Stones, it has been um, the best in credit scene in my opinion. Deadpool doesn't count in that, Kyle. So I haven't said any blasphemy. You can't be upset about that. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the the question that it left me with, honestly, because we're seeing, you know, with you know with Mrs. Pym. She's come back. She's got power. She's special now. Now, granted, she was there for 30 years, but time works different there. So could we potentially see Scott come back with a little bit of juju in those hands? I mean, I, there's, there's questions, man. And because I'm, I'm purposely not reading up, I mean, there is no comic that I can necessarily read up on because they're taking bits and pieces from all this different stuff. So it gives me something to be excited about. Um, gents. I want to give you the opportunity to, to give your shameless plugs because we've got people listening and they need to know where to go. They can't just, there's so many people calling them everywhere. We've got charlatans all over the streets. Everybody's yelling, look here, look here. I got HJs over here. Steve, get, be the beacon of light. Let the people know. Where can they follow you, man? They can follow me uh, at breakthefourth.com. And uh, I go by uh, Foggy's Pal on Twitter. And I'll, I'm going to ask you right now, where does the name Foggy's Pal come from? Are you Matt Murdock? I indeed, I am indeed, <laughs> sir. My my basement is loaded with Daredevil stuff, as is uh, my car now. I just put a uh, a decal on my car today for Daredevil. So, um, And on Instagram, I'm also Foggy's Pal. So you can follow me there. And uh, most of the time, I'm just retweeting uh, Chicago Blackhawks stuff and all of the great stuff that we're doing at Break the Fourth. Um, we have some – I don't know if you've been reading all the stuff, Kyle, but we have got some super talented writers uh, at Break the Fourth right now. Hey, man. No, I, I, I haven't read all of it, but I have read some of it. And, and I got to tell you, I'm, I'm very impressed. Um, it's, it's better than a lot of outlets out there that, that, that I encounter. And no, I'm not just saying that as a company man. I'm saying that as just genuine fact, period. Um, you know, I know cats that don't pay the attention that they should to their craft. But um, um, who you have, even this sorry fool who threw in a, a few pieces with the Sports Fans Guide to Nerd Culture, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of good stuff going there. It's a good time all the way around on break the fourth. And yeah, what more can I say? Listen, Steve, you brought it strong tonight. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And, um, I think the only thing that's more exciting right now than us talking about you and your Matt Murdoch joy is season three of daredevil being announced. That's going to be a good time all the way around folks. Um, <laughs> this has been, this has been a Netflix service tonight. Anyways, of course you can find me, Kyle Nash, the student of the game, at the SOTG on Twitter, as the student of the game on Facebook, and of course on Instagram as the SOTG. And of course, you can find my writings on BlueHQMedia.com and a few on Break the Fourth as well. Check that out. And of course, you'll also see me coming up here dropping some stuff for the Dolphins Wire of USA Today. Put out a piece today about the rookie tight end, tight end action of Mike Jacecki and why you gotta let Finns fans get excited about what he's doing at camp so far. Yeah, I know it's preseason, but trust me, it's worth your time. Let him be excited. It's okay. TJ. Oh, man. So, people, thank you all uh, for, for, for for listening tonight. Steve, thank you for being on, man. You really did bring that work. I was definitely, definitely impressed with the way, you know, the knowledge you brought tonight. So, thank you, man. I hope that you'll be on again. 
Uh, folks, this yeah. was honestly like a, a PSA for Netflix, man. If you don't have your uh, Netflix <laughs> account, get one, apparently, because uh, Netflix and chill is still popping. We got more babies left to be made, apparently. Um, Tao is pretty good. But I am Mr. Hammy Down Trousers. You can follow me on Twitter at Tokyo J. That's T O K E O J. Same thing with Snapchat if you want to see how I'm living. Talking Shiz will be here Thursday night, um, 11 p. So great times there. Dinner time every Tuesday. We got some uh, some required viewing with Hilarity by Default in the works. So oh, yeah, I'm feeling good and. I, 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 I'm getting closer and closer, right? Like I'm boiling over with emotion. So when I, when I get to those moments, that's when I have a day where I just set up a show on random and just rant for 45 minutes, and I'm getting close to that. Like my cup is getting full right now. So expect, uh, you know, a, a Tokyo J is full of shit coming real soon, folks. Kind of excited. Kyle, put a bow on this thing, man. Hey, man, listen, all i got to ask you to do, Big TJ, is you don't go so crazy to talk about the frogs being gay because you saw what happened to the last dude that did that. I'm just saying. <laughs> True. True. What I did. I, I thought you might. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, they're not, I, can't have, I can't have blog talk pulling a little bit of content that we up. Shouts out to, to, to the thousand people that got love for us and all the people that continue to listen, man. Dinner time forever. We'll be back, back big and better next week. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Thanks again, Steve.